today, this box shows up on my door. Uh, wow. For our podcast listeners, this box is six inches deep, right? It is, it weighs as much as a small horse. Um, Which that actually, it. that was actually the first title for Five Torches Deep. And then I thought, you know, it wasn't going to be enough. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Geekscan, the home of RPG jargon and general tomfoolery. Today, we're coming to you with another episode of Kickstarter Corner, where we run down what's been going on in the world of crowdfunding over the past two weeks. I'm your host, Zach, and joining me, as always, my two co-hosts, the dapper DM, Troy Sandlin. Hello, everyone. And the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Lolly ho, my friends. <sighs> All right. That's sticking with good. the lolly. All right, let's, let's keep it going. I'm sticking with it. Keep it rolling. It's so, part of the brand, man. If you have never listened to a crowdfunding corner or Kickstarter corner with us before, let's break down again in a longer form uh, exactly what we're going to be doing here. First and foremost, we adore crowdfunding. Uh, we are all super obsessed with it. We're on Kickstarter and other platforms almost daily looking at what's coming out, what's new, what's interesting. And, uh, we want to share that excitement with you. We want to pull you in. This is the opportunity. You know, John, I know you are this way. You, you have this, uh, in common with me. I don't know if Troy does or not. Um, but I, I, do you remember in like, uh, uh, I don't know that they do this very often now, but 20 years ago and back, there were these uh, services, especially at like camp meetings or like revivals and things, where it was the 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 fundraising or the mm-hmm. whatever service, and you know they there was a lead up of like make sure that you bring your checkbooks with you and you really think about what you're going to commit to. Oh yeah, that's this. As only we do it every two weeks. Where your church probably did it once a year. And we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing this for others. Well, and uh, yeah, yeah. But same general thing. Look, we want you to bring your checkbooks. uh, Think about what you're willing to commit. Mm -hmm. Um, Never break your budget. We don't. We don't want you to think about what you're willing to commit. No, we just want you to open the checkbook. I was going to say. It, I want you to think about it, but then I want you to get caught up in the emotion of what is about to happen and, and <laughs> blow past any reasoned thing that you thought about for the last three weeks or two weeks in, and, and just go with the flow, the energy, the vibes and back along with us. Some of these great projects. This is like the big tent revival yeah. version of uh, a, a Kickstarter is campaign. Is it too, yes. is it too much to, too late to change our name too. <laughs> like, big tent gaming. Big, big, big tent, tent big gaming. gaming. Well, hello, family. Ah, <laughs> uh, good job. Yeah. So let's see. So we've got a bunch of projects to bring to you today. If this is the first time listening with us on one of these, 
uh, I can tell you that uh, John's going to be posting the links uh, as we go along into our Twitch feed. Um, and so you could click on them right along with us. These links will also be posted in our podcast feeds down at the bottom in the show notes so that you can check out those uh, if that's the way you're listening to this. And if you're listening to it live or watching it live, uh, we will actually show the live pages and give you like a little preview. So that's what's happening. Uh, let's kick it off with the big one today. Um, massive. Let's talk about whole breach. Oh yeah. Don't Look at that. We even had a nice transition. Whew. Professional. All right. So whole breach is another mothership Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, it is crazy good. Uh, this is one that I I brought to the table, but I think all of us have been aware of this for mm-hmm. a, probably a few months at this point now, right? Zach was just the first one to put it to post it on his list. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah. it was. We were. <laughs> I got out there and I was like, "Crap! Oh, yeah. oh, you got me." So let's see. So first and foremost, if you're looking at this with us, you should notice that it says Whole Breach Volume 1. This is an anthology compendium sort of a deal. It's this massive tome of a resource book uh, for Mothership Sci-Fi Horror. Um, It is written by over 20 authors. And one of the reasons that I grabbed it for tonight is that a couple of those authors we've actually interviewed on this show before. Uh, Tim Obermuller and Joel Hines, um, two great fellows who have written great uh, mothership content in the past, and uh, they have both written a couple of things for this anthology. Um, The other thing that I was going to say about it that I wanted to lead off with is I feel like even more than the massive like $1.5 million Kickstarter they had a few months ago, uh, whole breach is a step up for the mothership brand. This is a hardcover book of 200 plus pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, mothership thus far has been zine format, soft cover. That's the way it works. Uh, we now see, and I'll scroll down here on the page, but we now see a very fancy, uh, hardcover, very high quality product. This is also by Ian Usum, and Ian has been a part of the Mothership uh, scene for a long time. Uh, he has a book called The Drain, which is a Mothership scene that introduces the idea of level zero characters and character funnels, like from DCC, and has an adventure built around that. Um, he has several other adventures that are kind of tied in around that, and they kind of chain together to make a campaign. Um he has worked alongside uh, Sean McCoy and others of the official Mothership crew to create his stuff. And so this is basically an official project in all but name. This is like Cobalt Press <laughs> for Mothership. <Yes>. It's awesome. <sighs> Anything oh, that you guys want to add to that? Note? Oh, man. Where do I begin? All right. So uh, I love this. I, I fell in love with Mothership anyway. And so this is a perfect companion to it. Like you don't have to play these things like anything else. You don't have to play them exactly by rote as they're written. But holy moly, you have 
it's, it's a unique opportunity to see how 20 different people would run a game of Hull Breach. Mm-hmm. Very different perspectives that can be on here. I'm, what I'm going to be really interested to see is how they're able to keep things tied together, that they're going to maintain, like, if there are any, like, thematic things that they're going to try to maintain, like, the synergy across the board. When you've got that many cooks in the kitchen. That's, I think, not necessarily a concern of mine. I'm just very, very interested to see how they end up, how that pans out. But this gives you an opportunity to uh, to see how other people interpret the the mothership brand and like the the themes that are in, incorporated into it. Um, uh, it is interesting to see this go physical. That, that's really, but it's it's great too, right? You got if you if you got the box set as a part of the the most recent Kickstarter, this is going to be a perfect companion. It's it's going to be on, it's going to be on my shelf. You know, I'm not getting paid for any of this. None of us are, right? Yeah. I'm just really really excited about this book. It looks fantastic. It's in the A5, uh, that like the that digest format uh so it's it'll fit on the same shelf i believe as any of your other zines right it's going to be around, around the same dimensions of it you're just going to be it'll be hardback and it'll have more pages than what you're used to i think one of the things i'm actually really interested in uh, is the the suites that they've got so you've got the book and then you have like the executive suite and you've got the total acquisition between the three of you i know that all three of us are pretty excited about this in all honesty like um i I can see myself buying the book. I don't see how I'm not really interested at all in anything outside of the, just the book, like the, the executive suite and the total acquisition stuff is neat, but there's nothing there. That's to me is worth the jump. Um, $45 for the physical book, 85 for the suite, the executive and 125 for the total acquisition. It's not to knock it. I mean, think, I think there's going to be a market out there for it on there. Obviously as people have already, uh, have already kind of they've thrown their hats in the ring for uh, for purchasing purchasing those and more power to them. A lot have actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the total acquisition is like thirteen hundred and fifty five backers. So kudos. But let me ask you this: between the two of you, is there a reason to purchase one level over the other, really, or yes. can you get away with just the book? Well, I I would note that there's an argument both ways, but. If you are keen to upgrade all of your old mothership stuff to 1E, the fact that you can get Picket Line, Tango, and the Inferno Trilogy, and I think a couple other little things um, that were old uh, 0E adventures, mm-hmm. if, if, if your goal is to do that, this is probably a cheap way, the cheapest way to do it, right? Um, mm. That would be a reason to upgrade. Uh for myself, I don't know that I'm that worked up about it, at least not in a hurry to upgrade all my old stuff to 1E, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who are, and this is a great, oh, like, yeah. I don't have to go hunt all of Ian's stuff down. I can just buy it all again. Mm-hmm. This is this is going from DVD to Blu-ray, right? Right, right. Do you yeah. want to buy all of the Star Wars movies separately on Blu-ray? Or do you want to buy the saga set and just have it done? This is the right. saga set, right? I mean, look, looking at what you get in the in the in the two uh, higher tiers, the executive and the total acquisition. I mean, they've got a lot of cool stuff. The contract, the 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 cards. It it's it, it's really neat if you're going if you know you're going to get this book and and you've got a crew that will play Mothership and you're going to play it in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead and do the, do the bump ups. 
just so that you have that cool tactile handouts. Because if you're anything like me, if you're playing in person, I'm always looking for stuff that I can make as a tactile handout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This will save me time because it's already made. Um, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Man, and that's, that's about par for what I was kind of the, what I was expecting. The, that's the, it targets, it's kind of the Beatles and Grimm crowd, yes. right? That, that wants a more like a premiere edition of the, the game with all the bells and whistles. For me, I, I like the putting, putting those things together and customizing the, um, the, like the teamster card and things like that, that are in, in, included in those to, if, if it were me running a game. And again, that's the great thing about this is it's not like, it's not all or nothing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I like putting those kinds of things together. I like the handouts portion that, that craft, uh, that dungeon craft type stuff is, uh, it's, I enjoy it. But I mean, the book is a no brainer. If you like mothership and you're not getting this, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd be shocked to know, I, I would love to know this percentage of backers that backed the recent Kickstarter and how many of those just like poured straight over into this one yeah. and, and backed it. A, a yeah. vast majority, I would assume. You want to talk about like, f- like the timing is impeccable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, $335,000, 17 days still to go. Uh, this will easily crack half a million, I think. Um, probably won't do a million. I, I don't think there's any way it does that, but geez Louise for, for a zine based system. Uh, good for it for doing uh, so well. You know, and I think that's, let me add one more thing to this. Yeah, yeah. If I may, one more tack on. Go zine, go. All right. Like talk about like coming, this is like basement printing is what it used to be. Right. Uh-huh. With zines from that to real contenders, contenders. And honestly, like, um, like market upsetters, you know, like they, they, they go out there and there's, they're disruptors at this point. Uh, those, these, these zines are really making an impact in the, in the gaming community, making real bank off of these between mothership, Morkborg, you know, Hull breach and, and just across the board. So, I mean, that's awesome. That's really cool to see that the independent market really find its foothold here. And more than anything else, the other gamers that are willing to invest in that, Mm-hmm. Is phenomenal. They're not always going back to the same publishing well exactly. to get their content. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Uh, that was volume one of Whole Breach. Let's go to Limitless Monsters, volume two. Uh, right. This only has a few days left as of this recording, um, but decided to go ahead and talk about it because it's by our friend, uh, friend of the show, a uh, friend of our company, Andy Hand, um, and his crew over at Limitless Adventures. Um, and we don't get to talk about his stuff a lot on these crowdfunding corners, even though they do a lot of Kickstarters. Um, this is cool for several reasons. First off, it is a bestiary for 5e, which we always like. Um, Andy's books are... Um, very to the point, very direct. I like them because of that. Um, he has these great sections tied to each of his monsters that are called uh, Treasure and Further Adventures, um, which I think are really useful. So the treasure is basically like what's on this creature, what could be on this creature, loot the body sort of thing. Right? 
Um, I think that's super useful. Colville talked about actually in his last video uh, about um, why um, why a uh, like the mindset of the party and the mindset of the player and what what pushes them forward and what is the game designer uh, telling you about their game and telling you about what's important in their game and a big part of it is by what they reward their players with, right? How mm -hmm. do you reward your players? That's communicating what sort of game it's supposed to be. And in D&D, we run a game that is largely supposed to be about fighting monsters and defeating them. But we don't have in the monster manual a notation of, all right, you killed a beholder. What's on a beholder? What do you get? Or what are ideas, at least, for that? And so I really, really, really like those sections in his books. Um, and then he has a further adventures, which is kind of like how quest, little quest hooks and things for how to work these creatures into your book. Um, so that's kind of the, the general pitch for his stuff in general, but uh, Limitless Monsters Volume 2 uh, is his second full beast theory. And this one is in hardcover, um, which is the first time they've had a hardcover book. So kudos to them. They've raised $20,000 to their $5,000 goal. They have four days to go, like we said. You could get their hardcover book with 100 new monsters uh, for 33 bucks, which is, I think, very reasonable. Uh, you should go ahead and do that. And then I think we'll scroll down here. Uh, but you can also get uh, volume one in hardcover as well for 60 bucks uh, for, the, yeah. for the pair. Um, so they're upgrading their old one to a hardcover as part of this campaign. Uh, I don't know that I have anything more to add to that, but I just really like a, a, a no nonsense, not a book. Like you'll see when, when we do, when I do, um, beast theories, I really like it to be filled with creatures that you'll recognize that have names that are familiar to you that you'll actually use. And Andy is of the same sentiment, so uh, this is an easy buy for me. I own a ton of Limitless Adventure stuff. Anything yeah, else? It looks, it looks great. Yeah, some of the one of the design philosophies in this that I really appreciate, and you kind of touched on some of this too, but like monster tactics being incorporated into it is great. Not just a stat block, and not just not uh, a like a lore or a background or a history of a creature. But also, you know, they, you know, they don't attack directly. They will try to wait until one of the members of the party are alone and they'll attack that party member or something like that. Like they're, even if it's just a blurb, like one paragraph about kind of like a behavior, tactical behavior, not just a round by round. They do this, this, and this. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate adventure hooks that are tied into the book, the the monsters that are in, in in here also and again it can be like one or two lines each if even that on a or even like a roll of like a table even so i like that just because there it creates seeds of story ideas in my head i may not do it exactly i'm not it, it may be completely off from what the some of the story seeds that they've got in there are but it gets my mind working uh, it kind of gets it lubricates the wheels and gets the gears turning. So, I, I, if nothing else, then I really I appreciate it for that. Just the design philosophy in that is is uh, is great. I almost think 
for for anybody out there, you know, that's not Wizards of the Coast or a Cobalt Press or something like that that has a massive uh, product line out there that supports all the books that they're producing. I kind of almost feel like it's almost a necessity that these these creators, these designers, put those notes in there as how they see this monster, this this item or this mm. spell or you know whatever it might be being used, because maybe it is a little you know it's it's different than what we know. It's different than what we've seen in official products, and you know, uh, limitless may not put out an adventure that highlights all 100 of these monsters. So mm-hmm. how are they thinking it, it works in the campaign? And not to say that DMs can't figure that out themselves, but I always like to know if you're designing a monster, what were you thinking at the time? Why did you design it the way you did? Why does it, why do you give it certain abilities? Because if I don't see that immediately off the page, not that I'm playing it wrong, quote unquote, because that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but I'm interested. What what was what what mind space were you in when you did this? Mm-hmm. And it having those little, like John said, you know this this creature doesn't attack uh, from the front or out in the open, things like that. It gives you that living feeling when you're when you put them in your campaign it helps mm-hmm. out a lot and mm-hmm. like you said andy does this in spades so awesome agreed all right so that's limitless monsters uh just a few days left on it um but you can go to limitless-adventures.com if you miss this kickstarter and you'll be able to order it there uh very shortly all right john you've got the next one Oh boy. So, um, God, man, I love Morkborg and, uh, I kind of have a, I'm going to have an, an interesting, uh, a bookend to, uh, to mind, uh, mm-hmm. by comparison. Right. Uh, but Morkborg, uh, recently it's uh, new year studios is releasing through Kickstarter, a set of compatible core reference cards. And the, the reference cards are a set of 166 tarot sized cards, with one in a deluxe slipcase box that you can use in reference uh, the treasures and uh, unclean scrolls, sacred scrolls, corpse plundering, classic and specific items and abilities. Uh, the cards, you know, Morkborg is, is uh, rules light. And uh, so the, and it's a game with a lot of non-canonical lore, right? So what's the point in having the cards? Well, they, these cards are really to help out with the game flow and just act as a point of reference. I think the thing that kind of grabbed my eye or my interest about this outside of just being Morkborg, you know, we're seeing so much. I don't want to say a glut, but we're seeing a lot of, of Morkborg, Morkborg that's out there. What separates this from all of the rest of it is we're starting to see accessory items being created for the, yeah. for the rules engine which is fascinating to me. It's gotten to that point now it requires, doesn't require, but now people are asking for, and obviously they're excited about cards. we got 28 days left to go as of, uh, as of this recording. And there are 22,000, uh, roughly 22,000 uh, pledged uh, double what was asked. Right. So people are at, uh, obviously asking for these and it's, 
everything looks absolutely 100% on brand. The artwork looks great. The presentation looks, uh, looks exactly like you, what you would expect for uh, the items that are uh, in there. It's got some ideas on, it's got flavor text for each of the items, the in-game value of the item. It's got some usage ideas, uh, things for that are uh, big and bold for things that are easy to find on the card. Like uh, if it, the item does damage, it's easily referenceable. Um uh, and then, man, the case that it comes in is just—it's great. I'm like, uh, that's, it it's uh, almost—it's shocking how much I love this thing. Um, uh, the there are seventy-four base equipment, beast, and service cards, and then you've got ten occult treasures, uh, and then ten unclean scrolls, ten sacred scrolls, twenty-four corpse plundering. Uh, cards and then 38 class specific cards. It's all in there. And what you can also do uh, instead of you got the whole pack that comes in the big black box there, but uh, you can also get auxiliary. You can get the 74 equipment weapons, beasts and service cards. So that uh, separately, so that if uh, the players can have it without feeling like they have to get the whole kit and caboodle, they can just get that smaller stack of cards uh, to work with. Um, That's really the, like, I don't know that I'm convinced to get it myself on this one. I, 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 I'm on the fence about whether or not I pick it up. I just, more than anything else, I want to make sure that I mention it because, you know, Workborg is really big right now. And I think that people want to know if these things are out there. But I'm really more interested in the the community behavior more than anything else and the, and the creator behavior and the and what people are purchasing. So, uh it's a it's like phenomenon is like the the closest thing I could probably say to what Morkborg is right now, and I think this is just further evidence of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, this is really impressive. Let me let me add some notes as I'm as I've been scrolling through here. Um, it's not just the item cards, and I think that's the selling point. Is that it mm-hmm. comes with a tarot sized. 60 page solo solo or co-op adventure at this point mm, yeah. really like is a big selling point so it's not just the it's just it's not just the thing um it will probably come with a set of adventure die as well which is kind of cool some custom dice um by the time this is over it probably might come with some more stuff there's also some cool add-ons um so i guess what i'm trying to do here is note that even if reference cards aren't your thing there's a lot of morkborg stuff tied to this kickstarter right mm-hmm. there's a 44 page scene there's a 110 page deluxe hardcover campaign book there's an 88 page uh hardcover campaign book you can order just the core cards for 22 bucks like there's a lot of variety to this this is this is not just a one shop opportunity mm-hmm. um and at thirty five bucks, it's not awful for this really big slipcase full of cards. It's it's very reasonable, reasonably priced, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I would say this is pretty comfy. And honestly, I'm looking at this high end tier here that's called the Giant Skull for one hundred and fifty four bucks. You get the core cards, and you get all of their books. Uh, uh, in physical, and then you get a bunch of extra stuff. Um, that's pretty reasonable. Like, I don't know. This one might get me for a lot of money if I'm being honest. Hmm. Well, you know, if you're out there looking for a new crazy gonzo game to get into, system to get into, Morkborg. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of the new hotness 
the new weird hotness. Um, so, and it's out there. It's got those OSR sensibilities. Um, it's got a cool flavor. Like, you know, we've, we've talked about, um, in the, in older episodes, how the book is just laid out like crazy and it just has this feel to it. This, you know, mm-hmm. Mad Max meets Rawhead Rex meets, you know, whatever. Uh, it strikes me as like some some guy in a metal band in the 80s that was like really into Sabbath and Iron Maiden. And this is like his sketchbook. Mm. Yeah. Like, the, the kind of artwork that you're going to see in here, the like the gore, macabre, um, just like it's like like you said, Troy. It's, it's it's like metal Gonzo. It's metal gone amok, is what it is, and yeah. like in a in a hilariously entertaining way for mm-hmm. me. Absolutely, it's, it's that it's that scratchy sketch pen art that you would do mm-hmm. on your notebooks when you were bored in in you know Mister Anderson's science class, and you just and, yep. it, and it just fits. It's awesome. All right. Well, hey, we've got a couple weird or different ones uh, coming up here, so let's move on to those. Uh, Troy, you've got the next project. I do. This is Limitless Heroics. It's got 17 days left um, as of this recording, and it's by Wormworks Publishing, uh, Dale Critchley. Um, This, a lot of people, you know, there's been some some uh, hubbub surrounding this project. Um, what this what this project is doing is it's a guide to inclusivity without glossing over people with disabilities. We've all heard, you know, the 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 stuff with the uh, the combat wheelchair from a year or two ago, and how one camp thinks it's great, one camp thinks it's garbage you know, uh, think things of that nature. But when I agree with what this Kickstarter is, is saying and what it's trying to do, they're, they're trying to make a place for anybody to feel welcome playing D and D sitting at your table or online or whatever it might be. Um, and a lot of that comes from the, I want to see the the possibility of myself represented in your game. And this goes at it in, in a in a different light. It's not the the example one of the examples that they use that they have in here is blindness. And it's not just oh, you have the blind condition. Here's a bunch of ways that works around the fact that you're blind. It, it makes a differentiation between what we know as a condition in the, in the D and D core rules to symptoms and the symptoms have different levels according to, you know, if you're, if you're completely blind, you, you were, you were born without sight. Your, your symptoms are at level, uh, I think level four kind of a thing and different, aspects give you if you have a a, a, a 
a cane to use. It drops down a level, you know, things of that nature. But it gives you a playable way, an authentic way, or a way to play these authentically and not as either a, 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 a thing to work around or a thing to go find a cure for or something like that. It, it just gives a way for people to have representation and also the way the book is written, according to the Kickstarter, it also will help people uh, empathize with those that have these different uh, disabilities and, and, and such. So there's, you know, new monsters, um, new spells, magic items, random tables, uh, 450 plus symptoms, um, thousands of real world examples, um, tutorials. They, uh, Dale Critchley has uh, talked with people, um, sensitivity consultants and things of that nature to make sure that this book is coming at this uh this topic in in a, a respectful manner and i mean if if it's for you it's for you if it's not something you want to deal with you know i get it but it's there and it's not something that you should be that you should uh poo poo because i've heard a lot of people you know throwing crap at things like this why it doesn't hurt your game but it might help somebody else's so I kind of dig these kind of things. I, 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 I'm going to back it. I want to see what it's all about. I, I, I like the idea. Um, the font is actually a dyslexia-friendly layout and font, which I didn't know they had things like that. That's That, to me, is awesome. Um, fully screen reader accessible, and there is an indexed audio version included with every single purchase. So it's it's... The attempt is to bring as many people to the table as absolutely possible, which is what D&D, which is what role-playing should always be about. Everybody being able to sit around a table and having fun. Awesome. Well, uh, like you said, it's already doing really, really well. It has 17 days left to go as of this recording. It's reached $35,000 of its $10,000 goal. And most importantly, it has 900 backers, which is pretty good for a, for a, a book of this scope. <clears throat> so good for it. Yeah. Good for those guys. And um, it looks, and it does look great. It really does. The artwork is pretty cool. Um, some of the items that you see that they have is, is it's got, some of the artwork has like that cartoony feel a little bit, but it's still, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I dig it. I like it. Showing a lot of artwork on the page, so you get a good sense. Cool. All right. Uh, John, next on the list. Let's go for it. I told you I was going to dovetail really, really well here. We're going to go from Borg and its uh, <clears throat> occult imagery, upside down crosses and whatnot, to uh, The Adventurer's Guide to the Bible for 5th Edition. But look, it'd be, it would be easy to bury this if it were like 500 bucks is all it had made and it had like five minutes left to go, they're doing really, really well. Uh, they're 40,000, about 37,500 in as of this record, this recording of a $5,500 goal. It is a fifth edition campaign setting with new rules, options for players and GMs and a full adventure from characters one through 10 
in the Bible. And the Bible is the setting, right? Um, for whether an enthusiast, if you're a Christian believer, non-believer alike, if you see it as a mythology or if you see it as historical fact, um, the book's out there. And much in this, in a similar vein, I guess, that could be said for limit, limitless uh, heroes, that uh, this book may be for some and may not be for others. Uh, yep. The plot is that Cleopatra's dead, Rome and uh, Parthia struggle for control over the Fertile Crescent in a bid for world domination, where local politics in the Middle Kingdoms become increasingly divisive. The prophecies for a so-called Messiah have long been forgotten, and an ancient evil lurks in the shadows corrupting the hearts of humankind, etc., etc. This book um, it gives, it's kind of like a, a historical blueprint, so a lot of this stuff is going to be very familiar. Uh, to the uh, the uh, Bible Bible scholar and the non Bible scholar alike, there are they've incorporated um, several new lineage. What they're referring to as lineages instead of races. <clears throat> the lineages are uh, Nephilim, uh, the giant, the human, and the Rephaim. I know at least what some of these are. Like the 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 giant is like the Goliath. Uh, the Goliath type race or lineage that is a byproduct of um, like the angels and women having relationships with one another. And the Nephilim are like a, a, a similar offshoot uh, from that. Um, in addition, there are seven new subclasses with dozens of new spells, abilities, and feats for the player characters. There is an actual cleric of the prophecy domain, barbarian, the path of the Nazarite, which would be like your, um, uh, Samson and uh, that would have uh, superhuman strength or metahuman strength, supernatural strength. Uh, the wizards subclass is the Magi. So you, if those familiar with uh, the story of Christ's birth with the three Magi that visited him, uh, the, this is supposed to be um, in tandem with that. The fighters are Spartans, College of Psalms for the Bards, the Circle of the Baptist for the Druid, uh, in, akin to John the Baptist. Um the Bard is the College of Parables, who would be like David, uh, King David or King Solomon. Um, look, I mean, good for them. And there's an audience for it, honestly. Uh, and it doesn't look bad at all. You know, a lot of this stuff, a lot of times when you, whenever, and it's very unfortunate uh, as a Christian myself, uh, that Christian media is just rife with cheese ball, hokey, um, like... Uh, seemingly out for a buck kind of stunts uh, that are out there. You, but reading through this and some of the examples that they give here, the pres presentation's great. I mean, this is a, some whoever put this together, believer or not believe, uh, non believer, they put something together that's, that's, that is good, or at least it looked, the presentation is really, really good. And the idea, I believe it's, it's got merit. So even if you don't use it as um, like, you know, in a substitute for D and D, um, at, at uh, Sunday school or at church, right? Um, at the very least, and uh, it has it stands on its own merits. I think as a as a as a game, it's interesting to see that it's got levels one through ten. Um, there is obviously a lot of there's supernatural elements that are in this. Um, so maybe I'm not entirely sure what the the full story is. Um, for the campaign setting itself. So that they, they, they have no, I have noted that they have uh, monsters of myth and history. So from giants of seraph serpents and angels and demons, all creatures great and small will make an appearance in this module. The adventure will prominently feature monsters adapted from ancient Hebrew, 
Christian and Babylonian myths, as well as the history of the Arabian desert wilderness. It's interesting, if nothing else. Um, and it looks good. I mean, so why not? And if it's if it's your cup of tea, I say go out and get it. If it's not, pass and you know double down on Morkborg if that's what you're interested in. <laughs> um, right. right. I'm probably going to pick up the PDF because I, I really am. I'm curious to see like how far they went with this, and uh, I think it's cool. I, I'm down. I'm right there with you, man. Um, and they do actually have or will have a stat block for Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Which, which I thought was, you know, quite honestly, I gutsy. thought that was very brave. Yes, exactly. Very, very brave. Very gutsy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of, I feel like, yeah, I want to get this. I want to check it out. Um, it looks, it looks cool. Just from listening, like when you said the, the idea of the gate or the, the adventure that's in this book, if you didn't know that it was, about the Bible, and you just, and you took some of the the buzzwords out of that description of the adventure. That would make you know, like, oh man, that's a really cool sounding adventure. There's like, it's really interesting. First off, it's it like uh, it's. I'll back up John here and say that shockingly, it's presented probably as good as I've seen this sort of thing presented, mm-hmm. or better. Um, and I've seen, we've seen a lot of them at this point. This is not yeah. a new idea. Uh, this is probably the best of those. Uh, I think that part of the reason that it has done well um, is that it is not reinventing the wheel when it comes to the Kickstarter and the product itself. The content is, is biblical but the presentation and the aspect of it is very familiar, right? Like you're getting PDF of different adventures and those adventure, you know, like, like they're unlocking those three stretch goals and those, you know, the mm-hmm. secrets of Eden, um, a new adventure uh, that's uh, set in the book of revelation, right? Like these are things that, uh, you know, you would be expecting out of a, any Kickstarter and this one's doing the same thing, you know, different subclass options, different level, blah, 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 blah. like these are tropes of a 5e Kickstarter at this point or an RPG Kickstarter that sometimes aren't adopted to me that communicates that this is put on by a company who understands what they're setting out to do, understands mm-hmm. the platform and is more likely to deliver. So, yeah, I mean, and they've also set it at an approachable uh, price point. You know, like there's one available still. You can get the hardcover for 29 bucks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like it, it's a curiosity maybe for some people. Uh, uh, and I'm, I am curious myself to see how this does um, and what sort of product they end up spitting out. How about this? As a church kid from in the 80s and the 90s <clears throat> that was forced to burn books after church camp, uh, I say bring it on for this book. What this shows is it's a turn, if nothing else, in like the overall view of role-playing games and kind of like in that, that genre or to steal a, a Ulyssesism, the milieu, right? Is that uh, 
to me, like the the days of satanic panic, there may be like they hidden in the cracks and crevices of Christendom, but there's no open animosity or uh, things like that. Whenever you see something like this, so that's this to me is more like an acceptance that this isn't devilry or and it's not a mockery, right? This is like they <coughs> set out to make they set out to make a game uh, something that was a companion guide. They didn't make their own engine; they used Five E. So they're they're building off the backbone of Dungeons and Dragons in order to to build this adventure, and I think that you're going to see some some church kids playing D and D. Like mom and dad said, it's not like uh, back in the day. I had to play like like oh, it was so terrible. I had to play Star Wars because that wasn't the devil. Uh, because uh, but I, I couldn't play D and D. But now I could I could play totally play this instead whenever I was a kid. Yeah. So Jack, I'm like yeah, I will notice though. Grave. But <laughs> I'll note though that you know you still have to have the player's handbook to run this adventure. Yes. Uh, so well, that's true. you'll that's have to point. you'll you'll have to invite devilry uh, mm. in with with. <laughs> see, look at that! Look now they're 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 hand in hand. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. yeah, it's a gateway drug. That's right. All right. Well, that's cool. Interesting. Uh, Troy, let's roll yep. on. Yep. The next All one. Right. All right. Uh, Mage Forge is is what I've got next. Mage Forge is by the guys at Nerdarchy. Uh, they got 18 days left as of this recording. It is a 250 card tarot size magic item deck. Good grief. Um, yeah, that was. I probably could have said that a lot easier, but uh, I decided not to, apparently. Um, this is from their creative minds, their their home campaigns, uh, things they've run. They've taken stuff from when they appeared at Dungeon in a Castle. Um, they've given these cards artwork on the on the one side. You flip it over, and it has got the the rules for the item. So it, it is the guys from Nerdarchy. So if you've if you don't know who they are, what rock have you been hiding under? <laughs> Probably the same rock that they sleep under every night. Probably. Uh, but yeah, the guys from Nerdarchy have been around for a long time. They are an incredibly prolific uh, YouTube channel. Have been around for several years. Have a lot of content. Have given all kinds of DMs some great advice. Um, so you, we got some really cool artwork. And, you know, their rules are going to be solid. They know They know how to game. And so you've got things like a soul-fueled lantern is one of their items, uh, clockwork frog, a, a, an arcane magical acorn, you know, just whatever you might need. 250 items in a cool, cool box. Nerdarchy guys. Hmm. What's there, what's there more to say? I mean, everybody wants more magic items, right? <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that I would say with this is, uh, not nothing against it by any means, but um, I'm shocked that it's only twenty eight thousand dollars funded. Mm. If I'm being honest, mm. like, like this is Nerdarchy, one of the bigger brands of Five E, um, and it is not a lot of funding not you know percentage wise we're talking less backers than the last two things that we just looked at this is less backers than the bible five in 5e right 
Um, Fair. And I think if I had to guess, it's because of two things. First off, the price point. Uh, $50 for a deck of cards feels hefty. Even if it is 270 mm-hmm. right? Part of the reason for that is that they, just like the other Kickstarter that we talked about, are using tarot-sized cards, which are bigger than your normal card, um, which I understand lets you get away with putting more text on them and you know are better and cooler and bigger. But the reality is that like, I don't have a sense for that. Like, I don't have a... I mean, I probably do somewhere, but I don't have a t- set of tarot cards to go grab and be like, what is this going to look like? I'm just, oh, it's a deck of cards, $50. Um, and I think the other part of that, along with it, is that I think this is the mistake. This is the big mistake, is for some reason they've chosen to say you get the PDF or you get the cards for 50 bucks cards for 50 bucks or you have to pay $60 to get the cards and the PDF together. Um, and and in today's day and age, most people are playing online. So in truth, you're we need to pay 60 bucks to get this and I I think that is probably steering a lot of people away. I think the the question is like why isn't it not a, why isn't it a book? A lot of content. That's a book. It's yeah. a book's worth, right? Yeah. Um so I'm not sure why it wouldn't be something I could put on the shelf yeah. alongside the other, like Griffin's saddlebag or anything else like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about extra uh, other uh, I mean, magical I, items and everything like that. But I'll tell you but, why it's not a book. It's not a book because cards are really easy to design once you've got the template. Hmm. And so you can save a lot of money in layout. And honestly, just in art in general, because you're going to have one art piece per card and that's it. Right, like there's not gonna be any, you're not gonna have any filler. You're not gonna have anything. Like it just is what it is. So, yeah. I again, not talking down about the actual content of it. I just am shocked that it only has as many backers as it has. And uh, they've got like 132,000 subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But those and subscribers I'm, are not I'm carrying over. You. Yeah, yeah. And there are 561 backers. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. That is really surprising. Yeah. Well, here, uh, so that said, uh, they could definitely use uh, and would appreciate your support. Uh, you have 17 days to do so. Um, and, you know, the Nerdarchy guys make good stuff. So it's not a matter of they do. good stuff or no. Go check it out. Um, Mage Forge. All right. Mage Troy, you got one more here before we round this sucker out. All righty. Uh, I talked about this uh, this publisher before in the past, Luna Publishing. This is another one in their line of their Penny Dreadfuls called Ooh, Cheap yeah. Thrills. And, I mean, I don't, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need to really say a whole lot about this because if you liked the first one, you're going to get this one because they're only asking a buck. And it's not even like a hardship buck in in the pledge it's like you know you get a pdf copy for for a dollar um if you want you could do two dollars if you really want to if if you want to be cool and you want to give us more money cool here's two dollars if you want to give us five bucks why are you spending this much money and it's not an indictment on the quality of the product these are cool little adventures 
Um, but you know, they're like, Hey, here it is. This is what we're giving out. You can get some of the other issues that they've had. Uh, the, the doll maker, the memento Mori, if you want to do that, you, you know, add more on there. If you, if you'd like, uh, all PDFs. Um, and it's not just an adventure. There are, let's see, where's my notes? Five adventures, right? Yeah. Five, five mini mm-hmm. adventures in this thing for a buck. That's serious. Let me make a comment here. All right. There is zero reason that this should only be a dollar. You exactly. should back that's, it. That's my thing. Well, yeah, you should back it. But, 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 I mean, assuming that this sort of feel is something that you think you'll run, no reason not to back this. But also, let's talk for just a moment about this, just in case this person happens to tune into us. Now, it's possible that they make this as a hobby out of the goodness of their heart. They don't care. But here's... Here's the reality. There will be zero difference, in my opinion, in the perception or the the number of backers that back your product if it was $3 or even $4, maybe even $5 as compared to $1. And it raises the perceived quality by raising the price. It's just the reality of of things, right? Like, uh, so if you're about, if you're a, a creator out there and you're considering running a Kickstarter like this. I think this is a cool idea. I love the idea of mini adventures. Nothing again. I think this is awesome. This creator should have a thousand bucks for this or 1500 bucks for this right now. Um, they should be asking minimum of three bucks, but really five, six, seven bucks for this would be great. Um, it's worth it. If you're going to, if you like penny dreadful feel um, and let's give these creators what they want. If I back this, if you back this, back it at a higher dollar level would be my encouragement because a dollar is nonsense. It's silly and it cheapens uh, uh, this product, not just in the eyes of of you, but also in the eyes of the community at large and the eyes of this creator. Uh, We should be uh, supporting them at a higher amount than this. I agree. I agree. I, I wonder if part of looking back at this creators, uh, the other Kickstarters they've created, it looks like this was a failure to launch at one point in the in the past. It looks like last October it failed to uh, failed to fund, and maybe they changed their price point as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a possible a possible reason for it. Yeah, and that's which is a bummer. That's the reality, yeah. right? But but I I would encourage them to think about something other than reducing the price to this low but anyhow that's that's a note i'm i'm encouraging you to back this just not at a dollar give them give them three or five bucks mm-hmm. cool yes. well they're at 467 now uh 100 backers 21 days left to go uh let's see if we can't push them over that thousand dollar mark all right so we we have come to the end now so what i'm going to do is we are not going to show uh because we do what we want uh, we're not going to show actual footage of these next ones. This is going to be our rapid fire honorable mentions. Troy's rapid fire honorable mentions. Um, and part of the way that we're going to do rapid fire is you're not going to show footage uh, uh, here on the stream. So uh, let me mention a couple of these. Um, I'm going to say you should go check out Mimics, an unnecessary work uh, live on Kickstarter right now. This is by Phil Reed. Um, it's actually like six different books 
Um, but the one that he's promoting it as is Mimics. It's a big fold-out, huge thing full of mimic stuff and there's one for it's like the old fold out maps yeah from uh the 80s and 90s right like a road map it's awesome yeah so he's got one for mimics he's got one for gelatinous cubes he's got a bunch of other 5e projects on there he's actually got some work work stuff on there phil reed makes he's gonna make his commitment to make he did 11 kickstarters last year by himself he's committing to doing 12 this year the guy is a machine (sighs) Um, and you should at least go just for the heck of it. Go check out Mimics, an unnecessary work on Kickstarter. Uh, Zach beat me to it. Otherwise, <laughs> this would be one of my my honor. I saw this out yeah. there, and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, I've got to get this." So yeah, I backed this one. If nothing else, then just for the artwork alone and the the design style that he went with, I love it. Absolutely love this. And yeah. the the their fold fold out maps, you win. Yeah, done. Yeah. I love it. All right, Troy, you got a couple here, and then we're going to be done. Uh, actually, I just got... You just got one. I just got the one. I just got the one. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Rising is a... It is an OSR-inspired system-neutral sandbox <sighs> setting. Um, you get a lot in this one. There's only uh, six days left, unfortunately. Um, the idea is in this in this world of at, at altum um it was once beautiful uh now it's uh it's 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 all in decay and they're in this one final city and the the water is basically poised somehow the city is sinking and the water there's this wave that's just hovering waiting mm. to crash down on this city and destroy it. Um, but there are ways that you can, you know, push, push back the, the, the time frame a little bit on this destruction, um, hmm. by the different adventures that you go on. Um, some cool, there's cool ideas in this. Uh, it's, it's like a, like a little hex crawl type thing. Each hex has different things you can do with it. Um, there's decrepit dungeons, uh, spells, new creatures, influential NPCs, a misery timeline that like is kind of you know ever ticking towards the drowning of Altum. <laughs> uh, tables to roll on, items, uh, a tracking sheet for recording all the cataclysmic changes throughout the setting, um, a defiled uh, temple dungeon slash uh, generator. Uh, an easy to use adventure generator and it's system system neutral from the ground up. So right on. go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, $25 for the physical tier, um, 15 you, for the digital. I'm glad you shared this one. This was on my list of to consider and um, uh, didn't quite make the cut, but it, it looked cool. Awesome. All right. Well, that was it. That's our crowdfunding court, man. That's the thing I miss most every time we take a break is our crowdfunding corners. There was, uh, we covered a lot. We covered a lot of uh, projects. Uh, as you can see, this is our first regular episode back um, as Geeks Camp. And um, not a lot changed. Pretty much the same standard presentation. Yeah. Same same three same knuckleheads. Crap. Same old crap. <laughs> That's right. Same That's right. old crap. <clears throat> 
Uh, so as Joe uh, brought up uh, towards the end here, we'll post all of these uh, links into our Discord if you missed them. Um, and we'll do it on, on Facebook too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you covered pretty much everywhere. Um, so that's the end of a Kickstarter corner. Um, let's see. So the next time we do this will be in two weeks, but let's remind everyone that starting on the 23rd next Sunday – and really, for a while, uh, at that point on, we're going to be doing a bunch of interviews with creators. Yes. So, the 23rd, the 25th, the 1st, I mean, help me out here, fellas. No, the 21st, the 25th, the 30th, and the 2nd, uh, we will probably have... Nope, I'm wrong. 23rd, 25th, 30th, and 1st. Awesome. Good job. Let me let me just say it in a different way. The next two Sundays and the next two Tuesdays after this coming Tuesday will be at least partially devoted to interviews. Um, next Sunday, get ready for like nine interviews from like 5 o'clock Eastern on just going to be a ton of them. Um, It's going to be awesome. Then that Tuesday, we're going to have a few and we might squeeze a regular episode in on the 30th. We have several more creators and we're going to try to squeeze a Kickstarter corner in there as long as we don't wrangle in some more interviews. And then the first we'll round it out with with more of the same. So lots and lots of Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, It's going to be great. Um, Lots of cool creators. Uh, let's see. Uh, c- c- should we do like a little preview, like a little tease for the people here uh, right at the end? I th- I, th- I think we should. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I Maybe think we, we do the tease uh, or the preview on our socials and, yeah. and say, go check out our Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and stuff like that. And we'll give them all previews out there. Yeah. Let them yeah. wet their beaks on that. Let me, let me say this then. Uh some of the craziest projects, some of the coolest projects that we have talked about recently uh, will be, we will be interviewing some of the creators from that. And also we are not just interviewing uh, the lead designers this time around. We have a Mm -hmm. few other creator types mixed into this bunch. So um, I'm particularly interested in those. Those will be really, really cool. It's, it's yeah. going to be an absolute fire. Yeah. For those really, of you that really don't, awesome supporting cast there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess what we could do is tease what this is. Uh, last year in February, uh, kick, well, Kickstarter has been doing a thing called uh, uh, Zine Quest. And uh, this was going to be the fourth year for it. But due to some unforeseen things, in the world of Kickstarter, they've decided to push it back. It's probably going to be in August now, but last year we did an all day interview day and had 13 interviews back to back, pretty much of different creators that were involved in zine quest. We're doing that again this year, but we're, we're letting it span over multiple days to get hopefully more interviews in, even though zine quest is not happening. A lot of these, a lot of these creators are saying, you know what? Screw it. We're still going to put our zine out. 
So if they're going to go ahead and do their thing, then we're going to go ahead and do our thing too and, and throw support behind them. And hopefully they have just a good, as good mm-hmm. of a turnout for their zines as they would have had zine quest fired when it should have. So mm-hmm. that is, that is what we're doing. That's why we're doing it. Um, so basically what you can do is you can really think of this as a, a crowdfunding corner, uh, just magnum opus kind of thing going on because this we don't need to do another crowdfunding corner episode in two weeks because we're going to have all these creators they're going to sell the products to you this time it won't be us so get your get your uh couch change collected and make sure you scoop out the the cup holders in your cars because you're going to need all the extra scratch you can come up with Absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's do this as we round out. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, things that you can do to help us, if you are watching this on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, go ahead and give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a share, whatever you could do on that platform to help us get in front of more people. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. If you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Those are super, super, super important to getting the show into a larger audience. And not only that, it's not just about a larger... Well, it is about a larger audience, but I, I don't I don't care if we get more listeners to the podcast or to our watchers on YouTube, right? That's cool. That's great. That's a win in its own way, but... What I really want is for those people to then inject themselves into our community and come hang out on Discord or message us on Facebook or come to a convention and play a game with us there or play a game with us online. Like The interaction is what we're after. Um, And you can help bring more people into that community and foster more interactions and get more voices, more people at the table, more ideas, more all of those things by getting it out there. Um, even if you don't have gamer friends, even if you don't, if you're like, well, if I share it on Facebook, it's going to go to my non gamer friends and family. Great. No, no big deal. Completely understand that. Give us a five star review or something that still helps us get in front of those folks. But you know what? We, we wouldn't mind having your mom listen to the podcast anyway. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Mom, we're glad you're here. Yeah. Hi mom. You raised a good boy or girl or other. Uh, and, uh, while you're at it, while you're doing what is what is uh, uh, your your ritual? Isn't that what? Uh, yes, the your, uh, old the, God the, says the social media says, ritual. Please go social media ritual. Complete your yeah. social media rituals. Yeah, go on over to uh, Facebook Geeks Can't on Facebook and uh, give us a like and a follow there. While you're at it, go to the recently discovered, recently reacquired, ready to go. Instagram and Twitter and uh, give us a like and a follow there as well. Instagram is kind of held by all of us, but I'll be keeping an eye on it. Twitter, uh, you'll be uh, chatting with John if you go over there. Uh, so, well, I think all of us, you, all of us will, all of us will be on there eventually. No, no, no I will not. 
<laughs> if you want to rant about Zach in a place where Zach will never be, Twitter is a great spot to, to do so. Mm. Uh, you guys can have all the conversations you want over on Twitter. Just Zach will never be a part of them. So. <laughs> Which is it's a win in its own way. So yeah, It's, it's yeah. best fair. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, we mentioned it already, but uh, we have a vibrant Discord community. You can gain access to that community by messaging us privately on any of our social media platforms, and we will get you taken care of. Uh, the easiest, fastest way is probably to do it on Facebook. All right. With that, I want to thank everyone who has hung out and chat with us. That's Joe. That's Gert. That's Bear Droid. That's Killalot. Oh, goodness. That's Chaos 8. Uh, that is Craig, Bear Droid. I'm going to repeat people at this point if I keep going. Um, Ulysses. Good golly, Commander there's Root. a lot of you. Commander Root. Uh, and then, so thank you to all our listeners and people who are interacting in chat. That's always yeah. awesome. And thank you to John and Troy for hanging out yet again. Yet and again. until next week, or maybe just Tuesday, we'll see you next time. It's good to be back and play great games. Oh, yeah. You guys stay safe out there. <laughs>